Hi, I'm Chris Apolito, and welcome to the Get Coached Podcast, where I'm documenting my journey from employee to entrepreneur while featuring the coaches that are helping me along the way. Each episode, these coaches provide actionable advice to help me and you, the audience, find more success as entrepreneurs. I invite you to join the journey so we can go and grow together. This is episode number 14 of the Get Coached podcast. And in this episode, I sat down with Rafal Wolf, uh, who's a life and business coach. But our conversation ended up becoming the lessons he learned when he started looking to work with a coach. And uh, this was a good one for anybody who is thinking of hiring a coach because Rafal and I really dig into some of the red flags that you should be looking out for when making that decision of hiring a coach. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Rafal Wolf. Hi, Rafal. Hey, how's it going, Chris? I'm doing great. Thanks for being a guest and welcome to the Get Coach podcast. Uh, what I wanted to chat with you when we did our initial call, and it's been a little while, but you had mentioned uh, that in one of your books, you share a story of some lessons learned when you first sought out coaching. And I think those lessons learned uh, could be of huge value to an audience that I know is interested in in finding a coach. So I was wondering if you could share that story and then we'll we'll kind of dig into that a little bit. Sure, sure. You know, now that you mention it, it could be there's like two smaller stories in one here. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say it started when I decided to make coaching my full-time thing. When I want to get into the world of coaching, you know, what's the first thing I needed to do? And already we're up to the first lesson, which might not necessarily be true, is I went and I decided I needed to be certified to be a coach and I took a really expensive coaching course. Now for the course itself, um, I think it was, it was well done for, you know, as, as courses go, they taught a lot about coaching, a lot about the business side of coaching, um, that a really good formula and method. Um, and it was a nice long expensive course. So I thought I was set. Um, but at the end of that, uh, there was no place to start in part as far as going coaching. I learned from there, ready a first lesson, that's not so easy. Right. <laughs> they made it sound like, got here's your formula. This is exactly what you tell people. This is how you have your coaching sessions. I have scripted coaching sessions that I learned and that they swore by that these are, you know, get, you know, get full a full practice as long as you keep this up. And um, I learned that it's it doesn't work like that. And that was really, really useful to learn because it's very comforting as any business owner when you start going into something, if you have a script to follow and somebody telling you this is what you have to do. So you don't actually have to uh, apply yourself personally or worry about how this works. You just do exactly what it says here and everything falls into place. And that's something that today I am so passionate about breaking people away from all the what you're supposed to do and the way that everyone else does it. Everybody knows individually 
their intuition, the best way that they want to reach people, the best way that they envision growing their business. And that is always going to be the best way. You're never going to find a better way than that. If you try doing someone else's curriculum or path or scripting, if it works a little bit, it will definitely not work long term. So what I learned there was that it's not so easy and scripting and following someone else's schedule is if it doesn't resonate with you, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not useful. Yeah, um, I agree. So I after, agree. Cause yeah. it, it really becomes uh, like scripting. Even when I was in my financial career, I used to use a lot of scripting when I first started out as a financial planner, but I realized it was more of like, this is the starting point. Right. And then it's got to evolve to become your own thing. Yeah. And, and it sounds like that was kind of, you, you learned that as well, right? Like it's great, yeah. but it needs to become your own thing eventually. Yeah. Well, and they did say that they did say you could tweak it, but I learned, and this is my coaching experience, the way I coach going in with less of an idea of what has to happen or what I want to make happen is actually the best conversations happen that way. When I tune into the person in front of me without any agenda and just showing up, when I have a preconceived notion of what has to happen or what I want to have happen, it becomes all about me and not about the person I'm talking to. And in business and sales, I help. I have some clients who are in sales and they have the same experience. If the idea in this conversation is for me to get you to buy from me, the focus is all on me and not to you and what your needs are. And it always flops that way. So after this coaching course, uh, I read this phenomenal book. It was called The Prosperous Coach by Rich Lifton and Steve Chandler. And it talked a lot about this more authentic way of connecting with people and forgetting about the script and really combining the coaching part of the business, which we love, with the business side of the business, which a lot of people separate, and really making those one. And, and that's by just bringing the coaching into everything. What that means is, um, kind of like we, we talked about a little bit beforehand, I never try to convince someone or explain to them what coaching is or what they can get. I start by showing them. And I... How do you, what do you mean? How do you do that? That means if, like you said, if you have people who are coming to you and they're looking for coaching, they're like, well, how do I get a coach, right? You find the right coach. And I learned this also the wrong way by having a coaching conversation with that coach, them, them giving you the opportunity. Not so many coaches will do this, but I won't take on any clients who I haven't had at least two coaching conversations with already. So if someone calls, if someone, and I get these emails, someone says, I want you to coach me, like I was telling you, that's too fast already. I don't know if I can coach you. You don't know if I can coach you. So let's get on the, let's get on the phone. Let's have a conversation. Tell me, what, tell me what, what's going on. Where do you get this idea that you need a coach? Where did you come to me from? What are you hoping to get? And that becomes a coaching conversation. And we see where it goes from there. A lot of times, after just one conversation with someone, it might seem like a good fit, but I don't know if they're a good client. Are you going to take any action based on what we talked about? 
I'd hate for this to turn into somewhere something where you say, you know, coaching doesn't work or I'm not a good coach because you failed to take action. A lot of times I'll have someone that I'm speaking to, if I've spoken to once, I'll say, here's what you should do in the next week or two, and then let's talk again. And if that if that makes sense, we can talk about, you know, continuing possibly. But what I did originally looking for a coach and the prosperous coach book does talk about it that it's really really hard to grow your business and your life if you're not working on yourself and especially with coaching coaching helps people reach their goals get out of their own way and do what they need to do well when i'm building my business i'm the same person right i have goals i want to reach i have things i want to do i need help with that as well not because I don't know how, but because I can't possibly see where I'm getting in my own way and my own stumbling blocks. And when I was looking for a coach, I just, um, you know, I, I had gone to a networking event and I had met the coach and she seemed to have pretty much the same um, ideologies as I did. Um, the red flags I did not, I didn't follow because I did see some red flags. Those were that she was using the same scripting that I was trained in. Like I knew the wording she was going to say. I knew how she was formulating her questions. And at that point, I just thought that's how all coaches work. I was like, oh, I know what happens now. Um, and the reddest flag of all, which really changed my life um, looking back, is that she made a promise to me that if we work together, I will guarantee make back my investment before we even finished halfway through our program. So she had a year long program. Uh, I can say how much it was. She said the year long program was $15,000. Um, but if I sign up right now on the phone, also red flag, I'll tell you why afterwards. If I sign up right now, then it'll only be like $12,000 or $10,000. I don't remember which one. She created and, some urgency. <laughs> yeah. And I said, but I don't even own that much money. You know, at that point, I was like, I, I just can't. I don't have it. It's not in the bank. It's not even in savings. And she said, well, you don't have to worry about it because, or something to those work to that effect. She said, if we work together within six months, you will have me back all your money already. Hmm. If you do the work and you do everything. And I was like, well, if you're guaranteeing me, why would I say no? That doesn't make sense. So um, we worked out a payment plan that I could start affording. And we started working together. And the coaching that she did with me was purely niche focused. Some people say niche. I say niche. The cat chapter of my book on this is called Fit Your Niche for this reason. Because we worked together for about five months. And I didn't make any money. And I wasn't sure what was happening. And mm -hmm. I, would, I would show up to the calls. I was like, okay, hey, what am I supposed to be doing? And we refined my niche and refined my niche. And then she's like, start. Uh, I think she's making videos in regards to my niche and, and reaching out to the right people. And still nothing was happening. And when, I, and when I confronted her about this, I said, listen, I'm not making the money. I can't afford the rest of this program. What's going on here? And she said, well, it must be a bad niche. So let's pick hmm. something out. 
And at that point, they said, no, no, that's not going to work. That's not okay. So we're going to have to stop this work together. And I had, I didn't ask for a refund on the coaching we had, but I did say I can't continue to pay. And then she um, said, you have to because you signed a contract. So she continued charging my credit card for coaching that I was not receiving. And I sent, you know, denials to the bank to deny the charges. And then she sent the contract to the bank. So the bank would not deny the charges. But luckily, um, thank God, I don't know how she stopped after a month taking more money. So that taught me a whole, whole lot. And it was a fascinating experience that I never undo and I only am where I am now because of that story because that's where I met uh, my current coach when I posted this problem on Facebook to a group of coaches and I got a lot of really good help but I learned from there um, a coach cannot promise anything not for liability reasons just because that's just not how it works the coaches never guarantee anything it's the client who's doing the work and there's a coach co-creating something that will work. The biggest problem was that I was not in action in my work together with her. She didn't give me any actions to do. There's no such thing as not being in action and something working. Any business yeah. you're creating, you have to find what can you do right now? What can you commit to? How are you going to be connected with people? How many hours are you going to be putting into your business? Really working on your business, not just playing around with your website. And there was nothing that she was creating with me that I knew that I was supposed to be doing. You know, I was still under the impression that you tell people you're a coach when your phone starts ringing. And on the side, I was making these videos that she was telling me to make, which wasn't really doing anything. So that's the lesson of a coach never promises anything. And that you should not be hiring a coach until you have an experience of the coach that you're confident that this coach can help you. And when a coach does that, I mean, I understand the sales technique of, of uh, creating that urgency, but that's, that is a form of manipulation, which should not be happening with a coach that you're going to be building something with. I mean, when somebody tells me they need to think about it, now I know right then I have not created enough of my experience for them to be sure. Mm -hmm. So that only could be my fault, but I never want to say like a lot, I've, I've coached a lot of coaches as well from different um, programs. There's a different, I'm not going to say by name, but there's a lot of different coaching programs out there and I recognize them already and they all have this. You know, if you say, I need to think about it, they say, well, then you're not for us. I want someone who's a hundred percent clear right now. And no, that's, that's, that's not, I don't work that way. If someone tells me I, I'll think about it, they're probably going to be a no and I'll help them get clear that it's a no right now. But mm -hmm. I never say, well, then you're not ready. No, I want you to think about this. I want you to be clear in a week. And I'm telling you, anybody out there who's thinking of becoming a coach or anything, the best feeling in the world is when you get a text or an email like I got last week that says, I am ready to work with you. That's when this person had the clarity and the space to make this decision on your own, not because they were pressured into it. There's, not, there's nothing to pressure here. If there's pressuring, that means it's about the salesperson or the coach more than the client. Right. And that's a big problem. So 
I would never hire a coach that I didn't have firsthand experience of. And uh, I don't know how many uh, coaches offer those um, initial sessions for free. I mean, I know a lot of coaches who do, mm-hmm. but I would say even if a coach doesn't, never commit to a long-term program uh, based on promises or their fee was a good thing. This I thought that because she was charging so much, must have meant she was really good. Um, which was a mistake on my part. So those are some lessons that I learned there. Yeah, it's valuable lessons, obviously. Um, I think to to like extrapolate what I would, maybe some questions I would pose is when when somebody's looking to hire a coach or start working with a coach, it, it sounds like you're, what you're suggesting is to just go in there with a bit of a different mindset versus because I think a lot of people are looking at it as a service. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they're, they're going like, Oh, I'm, I'm shopping for a service, right. Versus mm-hmm. um, it sounds like what you're kind of suggesting and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, or we'll just like build upon this, but it's more about building a relationship and, and going through almost like a vetting process similar to if you were wanting to date somebody, you, yeah. you, you you go on a couple dates first and then you decide like, yeah, okay, I, I think I like this person to want to do it, go on more dates or, you know what I mean? Like it just, it sounds a little bit different, the, the approach yeah. and the mindset that you're suggesting. Yeah, I, I would say, I would say that's pretty accurate. Um, I wouldn't say to date multiple coaches at one, <laughs> yeah. but it's not just, you're not buying a product. And especially if you're getting a quality coaching program that's not cheap, I mean, you can't look at it that way. You can't just buy based on testimonials or referrals. You, it just does, it's, not, it's not that type of, of you're not going to get the results you want if that's how you're looking at it. Right. So um, before we, jump, we started recording, we were talking a little bit about um, the idea of sometimes taking it slow, right? Like being yeah. calm and, and, and slowing down a little bit and to, to make sure that you are properly thinking through whatever it is. Maybe you ran into a problem and, and you take a step back, but in this case, it's, it's about making, a, it's a significant commitment of time yeah. and money. So you're, yeah. you've got to go a little bit slower when you're making that kind of decision. Yeah. And really, really everything in life, you should be going slower. One of the things that, that I've learned through my coaching and that I help my clients with is, is like we also mentioned, you know, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Life should be done slowly. And slowly means clearly one thing at a time. And when you do do that, you get much more done and you never have to worry about if you made the wrong decision or even if you did, because it's right now, what am I faced with? What am I going to do? How am I going to respond? When, when, when everything is just very rushed and frantic and unclear, like slow is another word for clear. Mm-hmm. When I'm slow and clear, everything makes much more sense. You know, if somebody is stopping around for a coach, like you said, I want to I want to slow that down. Like, what are you shopping for? What are you looking for? You're looking for a quick fix. So, someone I go shopping, I go in to run to grab a bottle of milk. 
coaching is not about grabbing bottles of milk. Coaching is like a serious looking inside, getting real about what you want and what you don't want. If you want a quick fix, I can't help you. You know, if you're in a dilemma right now, and I have um, somebody who reached out to me uh, twice over the past, over a year, and he only contacts me when he's in a crisis. And I said, I can't help you when you're in a crisis, but I can stop this from happening again. Right. And it's very easy to not go for that. Like, no, 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 I just need your help right now, right? And I was speaking to another potential client the other week who said, right now I'm good. Next time I have a problem, I'll reach out to you. But <laughs> next time he does that, I'm going to say, I can't help you. Right. It's not how this works. And so the, 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 when I slow down, you know, it is, am I looking for someone to help me uh, put out fires whenever I'm in a dilemma or am I looking for someone to help me be the person who doesn't have that come up anymore? Yeah. There's a, a story that I heard John Maxwell, um, pretty famous leadership author share where he was he he was interacting with some audience members and though the person was at one of his events so obviously there was some interest in developing their leadership skills he had asked them about you know what what's been some of your favorite books of mine and they said oh i haven't i haven't bought any books yet because i'm not in a leadership role when i get into a leadership role <laughs> i'll start reading the books and he kind of was like no, that's too late. And, and it's kind of the same idea you're sharing, right? Is yeah. whether it's coaching or personal development and, and like reading books or whatever it is that you're doing, usually by the time you need it most, is it's yeah. far too late. And, and hence yeah. why it's, it's usually a, a life's journey to do this kind of stuff is, is grow. Yeah. 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 So what do you figure is, um, so I want to maybe go back to the, the process of, of what should somebody be thinking about when they start that process of searching for a coach that they want to consider working with long-term. First off, maybe let's, let's almost go like step-by-step. Step. If they're going to engage a coach, what would you say would be the minimum amount of time they should mentally be prepared to commit? So three months, six months? Oh. 12 months. That's, uh, that's a good point. And I don't think people know or should be required to know before going in. It's more important to know what do you want or what do you need? Okay. Because it's not, um, it's not so much about the time commitment as what are you committing to? Because the time could be up to eight, up to each individual. Um, when, I, when I'm talking with someone, we discuss what they really want. One of the questions I ask them, usually, I don't, I don't have a process um, that I'm following, I remember, seems right, I would ask them, how, how soon are you looking to achieve this? Someone uh, was messaging me also the other week um, that he wanted to have a more confidence and his lack of confidence has really been um, inhibiting his ability to get a job and to make more money and all that stuff. And I said, well, when do you, like, how important is this? Because everyone would love more confidence. That's a nice thing to have. Why is it so important right now? And 
he didn't have a timeline. It was over a year, right? If it's not urgent for you, then there's no way that that, unless the coach is offering you some really cheap deal where you feel no commitment to, part of paying for coaching is it up to your own commitment. When I hire a coach, it's upping my individual commitment. If I can get a, a coach for $10 an hour, I, you know, I'd hire 20 of those because it doesn't cost much for me, right? So I would say, what do you need and how soon do you need it? Someone might say, well, I really, really need to get this promotion and I need it in the next three months. Uh, and that might not be realistic, but we can start with that for three months and see how it's affecting you. I don't yet, um, what's, the, what's the word? I don't um, require. I don't require people to sign up for a year right away um, unless it makes sense for that client. That's why I take each person on an individual basis. And that's why to answer your question, it's not that they have to be ready to work for three, six, 12 months. You, you have to be ready to be real about this, however long that takes. You have to commit to this. And I've had clients who committed to a six-month program and they still didn't do the work. And they backed out halfway in between, even though they fully paid, because they weren't putting themselves into it. So it's mm. really about what do you want and how urgent is it for you to get it? If it's a nice thing, you're probably not looking for coaching. Okay. Yeah, that makes, I appreciate the answer because that, that got me thinking a little bit more around the idea that really should more of, it's more of, of having the mindset or thinking about the, the end goal right? Like what's the end goal that I have in mind? Because if it's, you know, I don't know, I want to have a million dollars in the bank account, though that's a terrible goal in my opinion, but it's, and, if and someone I, wants that. Yeah. And I want that, but I want that in 10 years time. Right. It really doesn't make sense to perhaps work with a coach because you're no. like, well, that's in 10 it years. It might happen. <laughs> yeah. It, what do you want in like the next three months? Ten, <laughs> yeah. Life can happen in 10 years. Yeah. And I would really dig into that. I mean, what will that million dollars give you? Can we mm. get that now? Why do we have to wait? It might give you, you know, they're waiting for happiness or they're waiting for their wife to be happy with them and only when they have the million dollars. So like, let's have that now and make the million dollars also a thing, but that won't be our focus. Mm. Um. And, and, and that itself, like I'm telling you, if that person were to slow down, they would realize that it's not about the million dollars. Because why would you be going to a coach to help you get a million dollars in 10 years? Something's missing there, right? That's mysterious. Let's look at that. Yeah. So that's bringing the coaching into every interaction. Someone calls me up and says, I need help making a million dollars in 10 years. I can't coach them. I can coach them right now. Say, so like, what are you talking about? Where does this thing come from? So when when somebody comes, I'm trying to think from the perspective of perhaps the audience here. So they're 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 taking value out of the episodes that we do, and this one in particular, because now they're like, I, I think coaching could be a good idea for me. Mm -hmm. But with with what we're talking about now. It, before they even start searching for a coach, are, are you su suggesting that they kind of have a better idea of what it is that they're, they would want support with and, and to they, be as specific as possible? Or, or, or is that they, maybe putting 
too much emphasis on 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 that before finding the coach um it depends on how they want to do it honestly having a very clear idea is is super helpful but i personally am okay if someone says i think i need this and i want to know more about it okay so then they should reach out to someone that they feel you know look 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 around you know if they hear this episode they can reach out to you they can reach out to me anyone that they feel um that they they they're 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 getting that pull right like you said they feel like it might be right for them then they can get on uh they can reach out to someone and say i'm thinking about coaching can we talk now if someone says sure we can talk it's 180 dollars an hour or whatever it is then they're going to get turned off right away. They're like, no, I'm just, you know, exploring this. So you want to find someone who's open to exploring that with you because a lot of times people do need that guidance to figure out what they want. But I believe if the desire is there, they know they're just not conscious of it. So having a coach already at that point help you bring this out. You know, where is this coming from? Why is this resonating with you? And opening that up, so that helps them get a clearer idea. They may also get a clearer idea that this coach is not for them, but they know for the next person that they're going to reach out to what it is they want. So I wouldn't say that they have to know beforehand because a lot of people don't know, but a lot of people, they feel you know something resonated with them, something that they read. That feeling is enough, in my opinion, and be open to exploring that. And if you can figure it out on your own, it is really good. And if not, either you find someone who will help you with that or be willing to pay for that initial conversation, um, which itself can be a very valuable investment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm trying to, I guess what I'm trying to find out is, because this is the kind of person I am. I like, I like steps. I'm that guy that actually likes the checklist and the scripts because I feel like that's a good place for me to start. And then... Mm -hmm. I can, I can learn as I go a little bit. So what I'm trying to find is kind of what's, what's an actionable step that the audience could take to help them on that journey of potentially working with a coach. And, and maybe it's not even working with a coach where there's financial transaction, but we talked, I think I talked about this in a different episode as well, but like, what would be your advice anyways, as far as What's the next logical step to take when you're deciding to find a relationship with either a coach or a mentor, just somebody who's going to be able to uh, guide you a little bit and help you reach those goals that you're looking for? From your perspective, anyways, what would be that next step? Um, so what, what I did personally was I just had conversations with a few coaches, some who are willing to, to make time for me. Um, if that wasn't an option, then I would say follow people on Facebook and see what they're putting out. Even though I don't believe you necessarily have to be active on social media, and I know a lot of coaches who are not, but there are a lot of coaches who are. And even me as a coach, and I have a lot of friends who are coaches from Facebook, I follow a lot of their stuff because a lot of their stuff is really good. And it could be. Most of the stuff that I know already, but just hearing that over from someone else's perspective, a lot of people share videos. That itself can build your connection with someone. And um, 
and help you along that path. Um, it could be tricky because a lot of those people make the videos to lead you into one of their programs or something like that. And that's, uh, that's why speaking with someone one-on-one -on -one is always more beneficial. But that's what I would say first. There's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot more people than there are coaches, so you don't have to worry about that. And it's um, not trying to get yourself to feel anything. Like mm. there's enough coaches out there that one of them is going to resonate with you right away. Right. And then reach out to them. If they put you through their secretary filter and their program enrollment thing, then you might want to back down. But if you can get a conversation with someone and just open that up or, um, yeah, that's what I would say to do. It's either follow them on Facebook because suggesting any books to read, I don't think would be helpful if you're not clear what you want. You know, there's a million books out there about every topic. So right. um, starting that relationship starts with connecting people. Yeah, I, I think that's that's good advice I because it, it kind of, is like, hey, subscribe to the podcast because that's basically what this is. It's a platform that's going to feature a whole bunch of different coaches that hopefully the audience eventually resonates with one and then they they find you on Facebook and then follow you there and, and then they, they can almost like build a bit of a relationship at a distance, yeah. right? And that's, then, what, that's what it is. And then when they feel ready or, or comfortable, then they can reach out and, and try and have more of a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So yeah, I think yeah. that's great advice is it kind of goes to the idea of um, being selective with your input, right? Because like you said, even as a coach, you yourself follow other coaches and it's mainly because you're, you know, the quality of input that you're going to receive when you're on there reading their yeah. stuff is good. And and the nice thing is, like you said, different perspectives, sometimes all of a sudden it clicks. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I know I've heard this before, but this person just said it's slightly different or has just a, a, a very different view on it. And that just all of a sudden resonates with me. So yeah. I, think that's, I think that's really good advice. So, um, yeah, go and start following people, listen to podcasts. Uh, watch YouTube videos, whatever it is, consume some content of the people that you're interested in learning more about, and then uh, take that next step and, and reach out to them. Yeah. And, and on that point that you mentioned, it's just important also people to remember to do that slowing down thing, taking all the pressure off themselves. There's no pressure to make this happen right now. And I have to start following a thousand people and watching a thousand videos a day. It's really not productive that way. If there's a pressure to make something happen, reach out to someone right away. That, what, what blew my mind in my coaching process is how many people I messaged who were willing to make time for me to get on the phone. There's at least four people who popped into my mind right away who helped me out and changed my life. And now I can't get into them because I didn't even realize how valuable their time was that they were giving me. Like, money that I can't afford. And they made time for me to help me out where I needed it when I needed it. And now I was like, can we, can we do that again? I'll pay you this time. They're like, no, I mean, I mean, I know you're good. If you want to work together, we could talk about this. Not in a, not in a mean way, but now it's a nice thing for me and they don't have time for nice, but then it was crucial. I needed direction. They were happy to do that because that's what they do. So 
you'd be surprised how many people um, will be willing to give you their time. And anything that doesn't feel right, you don't have to go for. But there's no pressure to start following people and, and a lot of stuff. You can take it slow. If you wanted to ruminate, you know, like an idea, then yeah, watch these videos. Take it a little bit at a time. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think, again, solid advice. Um, and and that comment about coaches sometimes just being willing to give time to help somebody who's in need and is struggling that's a big part of the reason why I like working with coaches They're That's just in, in their, the majority of them anyways, that's just in their nature. So, well, that was a great conversation Rafal. I really appreciate that. Um, so if anybody wanted to find you online and reach out, yeah. where would be some of the best places? Do you have a website? I don't have a website. I, I do. I'm on Facebook. I'm on okay. LinkedIn. Uh, I do get people reach out to me there. That's the best place to reach out to me. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Fun. I'll I'll make sure the so Facebook and link. I'll I'll put your profile stuff in in the show notes so people can reach. Sure, you can put my email down there as well. People can email me directly. Awesome. And well, okay, perfect. Cool. Well, I really appreciate it, and thanks for for joining. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Kristen. Good luck. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Get Coach Podcast. If you're looking for more information, you can head over to our website, which is getcoachedpodcast.com. You'll find the show notes for this and every other episode there. And if getting actionable advice every week from professional coaches is something you want more of, then make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.